0: Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host Dustin. I'm doing my post-game pod for the Mavs loss uh, against the 76ers. Um, not a very good game for the majority of the Mavs players, and we're going to go over that. So we'll get started. Um, last night, obviously the Mavs took a big loss, 18-point uh, loss to the Sixers, and um, The only person that really showed up in this game was Luca. Obviously, he um, shows up most games. His three-point shooting wasn't that great. He shot 28%, two for seven. Um, But he did a really good job of getting to the rim. He shot 11 free throws and made 10 of them, which is fantastic. You know, that's what you want to see. You know, he only had four rebounds, which I expected with you know Embiid in there, and Ben Simmons is a good rebounder, and uh, what's his name, Dwight Howard, can also rebound. The Mavs, funny enough, the Mavs only had forty six rebounds, and they actually out rebounded. Uh, they actually out rebounded Philly. I, I guess I didn't even realize that. But uh, Dorian Finney Smith was the big rebounder for this game for the Mavs. He had eleven. Um, four offensively, and he, he had 12 points. He, he was only two for seven from three, same as Luka. Um, so he his game was okay. Um, You know, you, 12 points to me is kind of what you expect from a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith. Jalen Brunson also had an okay game. He was 0 for three on his threes, though, but he did score 15. After that, um, it, it got real rough. Tim Hardaway, Jr., just he shot 50% on his threes. That's great, but those were the only three shots he made was his three for six three-point shooting. Nine points. I mean, that's not gonna that's not gonna win you anything. Richardson was 0 for three, he only had seven points. Maxie was one for two on his threes, so he only had three points. Uh, you know, Bobon scored two, two free throws. You know, JJ Redick made his debut. He only made one shot, one free throw, uh he had four. I, I didn't really expect a ton from him being his first game with the team. Uh, Dwight Powell, obviously. Yeah, I have, I've had my opinions about him. I, I do like the energy he brings, but there's a, there's a big difference between being, having a lot of energy and being a good player, and just Powell is just, he's not a good player. I, I know that's bad to say around the Mavs organization, but it's true. Um, Trey Burke is another guy um, you know people were complaining I saw on Twitter about him having a three-year deal and I, I just you know it kind of goes back to what I've been saying he, he's not an NBA player uh, you know if it were up to me Trey Burke wouldn't be on this team we would cut him and I, I'd rather have J.J. Barea if you're gonna fill that spot they should have filled it with Berea, not Burke you know Burke Burke got a contract based on ten games, you know, or eight games, or whatever the bubble was. The bubble, I can't remember if it was eight or ten games. It may have been eight games. And then the four playoffs. But Trey Burke got a con- three-year deal based on that. And it's just, it reminded me of Yogi, you know. Yogi got a contract based on a t- ten games worth of work or something like that. And obviously, Yogi's not in the NBA anymore. Trey Burke's the same player. You know, maybe he's an inch or two taller, but he's still the same player. Yogi was too small. Yogi was a defensive liability against every team in the league. You know, if you're going to be as small as Burke and Yogi and even Isaiah Thomas, you know, you've got to be able to shoot. And Trey Burke can't shoot. He's a terrible shooter. He's 0 for 2 again. He had two points, no assists, one turnover. He was just awful. And, you know, there... I have no idea why he gets playing. I would rather play Nate Hinton. There's nothing that Nate Hinton can't do that Trey Burke can, to say that. At least the difference between Hinton and Burke is, one, Hinton is bigger. Uh, For two, Hinton can defend. You know, defense tends to travel, even for um, young players. Now, maybe they're not the best defenders their rookie year. But if you're a good defensive player in college, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be a good defensive player in the NBA, especially if you're a bigger guard. And Nate Hinton can rebound. One thing that Nate Hinton can do is he can rebound. He was one of the leaders in college last year among guard, amongst guards and rebounds at Houston. So for me, every minute that you're going to give Trey Burke should go to Nate Hinton if you're wanting a point guard in there so i I just stuff like that frustrates me we continue to play veterans regardless of how poor they play and it just it's it's never going to change until we get another coach and i'm not saying we should get another coach but you know josh green is another guy who obviously he he makes his mistakes he makes his rookie mistakes but At the end of the day, in my opinion, the way it is, and I was telling my wife, you know, we should give the young guys a ton of playing time at this point. You know, we're no better than a seventh seed. And it's not, nobody's coming to save this team. There's nothing that's going to make this team better. You know, the only thing that's going to make this team appear better is how the schedule softens up towards the very end. It gets really soft at the very end. And the Mavs being, you know, Portland not actually running away with things. You know, Portland's not taking advantage of all these Mavs losses. Uh, Portland themselves, you know, they continue to lose. Uh, They're not exactly, you know, doing great. The Mavs could actually, once the schedule gets softer, somehow luck their way into a sixth seed. But even that being the case, it's it's a first-round exit unless... Something happens, and you know, a guy like JJ Reddick gets himself, you know, in the offense, plays more than the 13 minutes he did, and he hits a bunch of threes. And maybe Tim Hardaway gets hot for a series and hits some threes. And you know, Luca, one thing Luca does, he turns it over too much. One thing I'd like to see him do is there are times when he's going at the basket, he's got a clear layup, and then he makes a pass. And I know he's trying to get his teammates involved. I know he is, and I know he wants to. You know, Luca, by all reports, is a a team guy. He wants to do everything as a team, and that's great, and I get it. But at some point, you've got to know, and the other players themselves have to know that he's the best player on the team and if he's got an open layup he's just got to take it and it just it's they're just going to have to deal with it you know so it would be nice to see Luca take those layups because he he's really good at getting the basket to getting he's really good at getting it to the basket and I, I just wish he would take those shots um You know, he had 32, obviously, like I said earlier. He had four assists, four rebounds, had two offensive rebounds. Um, You know, a game like like last night, he's not going to get a ton of rebounds. Um, But, you know, last game they played, the big story was the way Ben Simmons played defense on Luka. And this time it wasn't so great, as they love to put it, you know. They gave Ben Simmons all this credit because Luke has struggled on defense, but or struggling on offense. But seems like nobody's saying anything now that Luke is putting up huge numbers on him. So with along with eleven free throws, probably could have been more. But uh, yeah, this was just this was one of those games that I knew they couldn't win. Joel Embiid is a very big guy. They don't have an answer for him. They did the best they could. Uh, What really hurt them, to me, letting Embiid have all those points is not a bad thing. But when you let a guy like Joel Embiid have all those points, you got to stop the other guys. And the name that stands out is this Quartzma guy or Corkmaz or whatever, whoever he is. This guy scored 20, you know, and I, I, I don't know. Let me. I can look at his stats. I don't know what he averages. He averages nine points a game, and we gave him 20. And it's guys like that that you can't allow to beat you. I mean, 20 points was the difference in the game, and they let this guy beat them. Um, You know, their second-leading scorer was Cork-Miles. And after that, it was Tobias Harris with 10 and Shake Milton with 10. You know, that's great. You know, that that's actually good defense. Ben Simmons had eight points. You know, I, they played well against all those guys. But it's this, this Corkmaz guy who just murdered them, and that's the difference in your game. You can't let guys like that beat you. You can allow Joel Embiid 36 points. Joel Embiid's going to get his points. You know, and that's that's what teams do sometimes. That's heck. That's probably what uh, Sixers were doing with the Mavs. You know, the Luca's gonna get his. Those other guys aren't gonna beat us, and they didn't. So it was it was a very frustrating game. The Mavs were never really in it. You know, the, they had a nice start to it. The first quarter, they were it was close, but you know, as the quarters went on, it just started separating. Um, Mavs didn't really have a chance. The uh, last night and some other games, you know, uh, Denver they took a loss, which you know kind of helps the Mavs. It was the Warriors. Um, the Jazz took a loss, which helps the Mavs out. Even though the Mavs lost, you know, uh, you know the Grizzlies got a win, the Spurs got a win, so that didn't help. But uh, you know the Mavs still have a better record. So they're they're kind of sitting comfortably there in the uh, seventh spot, uh, game and a half ab- above Memphis. Um, their next game, ironically enough, is against Memphis. So I believe it is on Wednesday. Uh, let's look. Let's look. Yes, it is. It's Wednesday at eight thirty. It's a nationally televised game. Um. Dallas should be able to beat Memphis. It's in Memphis. Uh, I don't. I don't think Jaron Jackson Jr. is quite back yet. Uh, to me, he's kind of the X factor for that team. He, I think, is a really good player. He's missed a lot of games, so that's kind of. Uh, I I think Memphis would be a better team had he been there all year. So you know. Uh, looking at a uh, little bit around the news that kind of affects the Mavs is uh Jamal Murray for the nuggets it's this is a big deal uh tore his ACL um I you know to me he was the guy that was kind of the x factor for them and now I I, I don't know if I can put Denver up there with the top four teams you know I they had passed the Lakers, um, obviously, because the Lakers, they don't have their main guys. They're going to be coming back within the next week or two, I believe, but uh, they don't have their main guys, so they're falling in the standings. So Denver passed them, but I just don't think Denver is a really threat anymore now. I do like Michael Porter Jr., and I like Aaron Gordon. I'm interested to see how Michael Porter Jr., I think, is going to take over as the number two. I think he's super talented. Um Denver got lucky. I I'm surprised they let him fall in the draft that far a few years ago. Usually GMs are all over a guy regardless of how injured he is, you know. As for ex for example, Joel Embiid, you know, Joel Embiid they just postponed 2 years of his career and then one year of uh Ben Simmons, you know, cuz at 19 years old, you know, what does it matter? You know, let the guy sit out, you know, s- spend time with the team. You know, if he can get out there and get some shots up with some teammates, it's like, it's great. And that's what Michael Porter Jr. did. He just missed his first year. And it's paying off for Denver. And I think he's only going to get better. Um, he's obviously done well to stay healthy. Uh, the only time he's really missed this year was for COVID, so you can't blame that on any kind of injury. Um, and after his COVID, it was, uh, he was a little slow to start. But as we've seen, you know, it's kind of a respiratory-type virus. So it's going to affect your, you know, endurance and stuff like that. So Michael Porter Jr. did take a while to get back in the swing of things. But, you know, now that he's back, he, he's been playing fantastic. So it's going to be interesting to see how he takes over that number two role with Murray out but uh, i do believe you know like i've kind of been that some of these teams have been separating themselves and you know utah and phoenix clippers and lakers to me are the top four you know they're obviously going to be there i think in the end um i did have denver in there after the aaron gordon trade but now with murray out i'm taking them back out i think they're kind of with portland um dallas is probably just I think in a league by themselves like I don't think they're as good as Portland or Denver but I think they're better than Memphis and San Antonio and I kind of put Memphis and San Antonio together two teams that have a young nucleus now San Antonio has DeMar DeRozan who's their veteran who I at this point the Mavs should go after in the offseason um, and that's a different you know pod for obviously later in the year but uh, I think the Grizzlies and the Spurs are kind of in the same boat. And then it's, you know, Golden State, New Orleans, kind of together. And then it's everyone else. I, you know, Sacramento made a run for a minute, but they kind of hit reality. And they're back to, you know, being 3-7 and seven in their last 10. So, I just don't expect them to make any kind of move. They're, they're always going to be the king, so it's kind of interesting, but other than that uh hopefully the maps can get a win against the grizzlies create a bit of separation you know that's kind of where you kind of make your uh against you know you gain separation the best is playing the team that's right below you so uh you know memphis is probably really looking to get a win because if they get a win it puts them a game closer so hopefully the maps can get a win and uh Hopefully that's something that uh, we can look forward to on the next pod you know hopefully I'm not out in here complaining about you know how they played against uh, Memphis so um, just looking around the league uh, I guess since my pods since I'm gonna be doing a little bit more pods uh, they kind of tend to be shorter because I have less to talk about um, doing them more often. So I uh, one thing I might start doing is just doing a little bit of around the NBA type stuff, just you know, short kind of uh, info news type stuff. And uh, one of the things that came out is the Timberwolves were sold um, to a a group headed by A Rod. Now uh, a lot of people were kind of uh, reading. People's tweets and stuff about this, or you know, hot and cold or whatever. But I personally like the move for the Timberwolves. Uh, one of the biggest problems I've heard with Minnesota is ownership. Their owner isn't very smart. And if for as much as people hate A Rod, now A Rod. For those of you who you know, I, I do see I have some out of country listeners. Uh, for those of you who don't know who A Rod is, A Rod was a baseball player. Um, he did play here locally for, uh, the Texas team located here in the North Texas area, um, for the Rangers. Um, where people started to dislike him was, um, he started his career in the Seattle Mariners. And once he was eligible for a new contract, uh, he left Seattle for this massive ten-year deal that the Rangers gave him. I believe it was ten years, two hundred and fifty million. It was a massive contract at the time. And immediately people hated him for that. I personally I didn't. One, because he was playing for the team, obviously locally to me, and I rooted for him. And two, you know, I'd like to see one person in this world. I'd like to hear one person in this world who didn't get offered a ton of money to go to a new job and just turn it down because they thought it was too much money, right? I mean, nobody's going to turn down more money. So, I really had no problem with him. Now, people don't like his arrogance, but there's a lot of athletes who have a lot of arrogance. So, you, you, you're you going to hate most athletes if you hate arrogance. So, that's kind of what it boils down to. Um, for me, if A-Rod's kind of in it to win, then I think it's great. I do think there's owners out there who, obviously they're either just in it to try and make money, they're not necessarily in it to win, and you know, the the guy in Minnesota, he, you know, like I said, from all stories, he was a terrible owner. Now I believe he's gonna be their owner for the next two years, and then the group that A-Rod's a part of takes over, so. I am interested to see what they do. Um, One way this kind of affects the Mavericks is there was a story that uh, I believe that Minnesota was looking to maybe move Karl-Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell in the offseason. I don't know how true that story is. I don't know where these people get their sources when they write these stories. I don't know if they're just writing them themselves and then just saying, oh, a source told me, just to get clicks, but... Um, you know, if Minnesota were to get the first pick and, you know, they're able to bring in Cunningham, um, who by all accounts will probably be the first pick. He's a very talented player um, from here in college uh, at Oklahoma State. If Minnesota does get him, I could see um, them trading at least Russell to uh, because they obviously they drafted Edwards who's played well um, and they could build around him as their point guard and Cunningham who I think could fit with Russell he could he could uh or Edwards Russell who could fit with Edwards and you know kind of be this dual ball handler and to be honest with you keeping Carl Anthony Towns would be better And just offloading Russell would be, to me, the way to do it. But obviously Russell and Towns are friends, and so I feel like if they got rid of one, they'd get rid of the other. But, you know, one of the stories, again, like I said, it's I don't know if it was a real rumored story or if somebody just made it up, but one of the stories earlier in the year was Dallas was pondering trading Porzingis, and one of the the things that one of the people that they – had talked about was for Carl Anthony Towns, kind of a swap for Towns for Porzingis. And I thought that was interesting. Um, You know, at the time, I, I think it was right at the beginning of the season and seeing the way that Porzingis had played defense last year, you kind of thought about it and you were like, well, you know, Carl Anthony Towns isn't a great defender, so obviously you... You, he would hurt your rim protection because you know Porzingis has good defense, but the way Porzingis has kind of been playing defense this year, it's been really bad, and I don't know if that's just trying to overcome the knee injury he had in the off season, but he's, he's slow on his feet, and he just he hasn't been the same guy this year. So, um, you know, trading towns for Porzingis might not be a bad thing. Now, I like I, said, I don't think it'll happen. In all honesty, I think if Dallas were going to trade Porzingis, I think they would trade him to the West, or to the Eastern Conference. I don't know, but uh, I don't think Dallas will trade him. And like I said, that's kind of for the future podcast when, you know, the season's over. I'll still do pods uh, doing, you know, news that comes up because we will have free agency and we will have the draft. So I will continue to do pods. Uh when the season is over and I think that's you know one of the things we'll talk about so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and end it there uh the next game like I said is tomorrow so I will probably do a podcast on Thursday um there's no really reason to do one tomorrow there's not really anything happening so uh I will wait till Thursday to get put one together and uh We'll go over that Mavs Memphis game. Hopefully, it's a win. But uh, until then, we'll see you later. Oh, oh! By the way, I know I should have done this before I ended. But if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can. I'm at the Mavs Outsider. And if you could rate and review me on these podcasts, it helps a lot. So uh, now that that's over with, now we'll uh, see you later.